Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled, A Beginner's Guide to Prayer, presented by Pastor Floyd Silva on August 12, 2018. An enthusiastic crowd, I'm glad you're excited to be here. I know I am. I'll tell you, this morning, for whatever reason, uh, just uh, my heart feels just a little heavy about um, I don't know what. And so usually I pray before we read, but if you would, would, would you mind praying with me right now? Father God, we come into your presence, Lord, and Lord, what you have for us today is meaningful, Father. What you've brought us to, and the reason why we are here this morning, there, there is a purpose Lord, my heart is heavy this morning. Maybe others' hearts are heavy this morning also. Father, I don't know why, but uh, there is something that you want to do. And I, I don't completely understand in this moment, Father. But Lord, we trust you. We believe in you. Lord, as, as we have a dialogue about prayer, Father, about communing with you, Father, having intimate moments with you, Father, uh, my prayer is that you would guide us. Father, that your spirit would stir our hearts. Father, that you'd fill us, Lord, and that you would dwell among us. Lord, that you would just show us the things that you have for us, Father, and whatever it is, Father, that you would show us, that you would reveal to us the things that you have for us. Lord, this morning we come before you. We bow our hearts, we bow our lives, and we're here to worship you. Lord, we love you, and we thank you for your love for us. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for praying with me. We're going to continue in our series, a second part. Last week, we, we talked about growing up in faith, growing up in our relationship with God and, and whether or not we want to grow up or not. And this morning, what I'd like to do, which I think would be a good next step for us, is to, to talk about um, how we pray. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but, but I grew up in a, in a home where my mother, she, she taught me to pray. And so I had these kind of these uh, ideas of what prayer is and what prayer was and what prayer does, okay? So just kind of picture a little guy hanging out, you know, you're with mom, you, she takes you to church and, uh, you know, you, you, you're told that you have to bow your head and close your eyes when the pastor says so. And usually it was around a pastor or a leader in the church that, that was praying in that moment. And I just remember, you know, my mom would sometimes on occasion just kind of watch me to make sure I was, you know, doing what I was supposed to do in the prayer. And, and I would, I would close my eyes and, and bow my head. And I, I just remember, and I don't know if you guys had this kind of same idea about prayer, but for me it was just a time to kind of think about other things. It was kind of a time to wander like, I wonder what mom's making for lunch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But really what my mom was trying to do was she was trying to help me to understand that we are to walk in unity in prayer and to help each other as we dialogue with God. It's, it's, it's a communal prayer. It's us coming together as the body of Christ and we're standing in agreement with what this pastor or preacher or person is sharing from their heart. I think we all have ideas of what prayer should be and what prayer does. You know, for many of us, we have may, may have grown up with kind of reciting prayers, right? You have the hallowed be thy name, the, the specific prayers that were repeated. You know, whether you grew up in, in a different denomination or not, there, there was the prayers and they kind of had that idea of what they were for, when they were to be used, and how we were to use them. 
So I think we all kind of have that, that idea of what it is. Well, the, the truth of the matter, for me, in the moments when, when I was praying and, and when, when my mom was telling me we needed to pray, I also had a little bit of fear, a little bit of anxiety that came along with that. And I know that sounds funny. It kind of sounds strange, but you may be dealing with that. In just a few moments, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask every one of us to stand up and we're going to go around the room and I'm going to ask you guys to pray for us. You feel that anxiety? <laughs> See, I'm not going to do that to you this morning. <laughs> but, but my point is this, is that we have this idea of what prayer should be. And I think we lose sight of the truth of what the Bible teaches us, of what Jesus says about prayer and what it is. And so this morning, we're going to kind of, we're going to look at this, what I'm calling the, the beginner's prayer guide. And it's for all of us, whether we've been in this faith for, for 40 years or we're just beginning the journey of faith or, or we started a week ago or a month ago. I think this is a guide that Jesus has given us to help us to grow in our prayer, to help us have a guide to how we pray. And so if you would, mark your Bibles to, to the Gospel of Matthew chapter 6. And we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit. We're going to read the passage from verses 5 through 15 together in just a moment. But before we do that, I kind of want to share a couple of thoughts of, of some misconceptions that I've heard over the years about what prayer really isn't, okay? And, and this just comes from my own family. So I'm giving you a little bit of our background of, of who we are as a family. Well, one is that, that, that prayer isn't just reserved for the pastor, right? You agree with that? That prayer just isn't reserved for the pastor. It's funny, in my house, when we have a family gathering or whatever, um, you know, there's, there's several pastors in our home and uh, plenty of people in our family that they follow Jesus, they love Jesus with all their heart, mature Christians. But for whatever reason, because I have a title there, they always look to me and they say, okay, Floyd, you want to pray for us? <laughs> and usually that's when I get anxious and I get a little nervous, you know. Um, but prayer isn't just reserved for the pastor, right? But sometimes we think that. Sometimes in our mind we think, well, you know, pastor's here, he can pray. Yeah. But it's not, it, it's for all of us. God wants us all to pray. The other thing that I, I've heard people say is that um, uh, praying is a one-way conversation. It's just me telling God what I want, what I need, when I need it, why I need it, how I need it. But really, praying is, is a two-way conversation. See, God wants us to listen just as, as much as he wants us to talk. God wants us to, to hear him speak to us. And that happens through, through, through many different ways. Sometimes it's through God's word as we're praying and meditating over it. God speaks to us. Sometimes it's through a song that we sing as we're, we're lifting up our hands and praising him. We hear God's voice subtly just sharing some things that are, are through the song or the music that we're singing. You know, God wants us to listen. So it's a two-way conversation. The other thing is, is that prayer isn't just for tough times. I think that's probably one of the misconceptions that we have in our humanity is that, you know, if I can't figure it out on my own, if I can't do it by myself, well then, hey, maybe God can help me. <laughs> maybe I can go to him and see what he says. Maybe what he wants to do. You know, prayers for everything. You know, this, this model of prayer that Jesus gives us shows us that. He shows us the moments and how we should pray. It's a guide for us to begin our prayers, to discover the things that God has for us through prayer. And so those are just a few things. You may have some of your own misconceptions. You may have heard some others with their misconceptions. But the heart of it is 
that as we seek God's word, as, as we look to God's word, that's how we'll truly understand how we should pray and what prayer is. So this morning we're going to read in the Gospel of Matthew. And so let's pray over God's word. Let's pray through God's word here there. And then we'll read the passage together. Father, we thank you again. Lord, thank you for your love. Thank you for what you've given us. Thank you for being so good to us, Father. You're an amazing God and we're so grateful that we get to worship you. Father, as we open up your word, as we hear the teachings of your son, as we get a better understanding of what prayer is, Father, I pray that you would open our hearts, open our minds, and help us to discover the things that you have for us, Lord. Lord, we come before you, and we do it all in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we're going to read the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verses 5 through 15 together. You guys ready? Everybody got their Bibles? All right, let's do this. And Jesus says, And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then like this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts, debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive other their, others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, Neither will your father forgive your trespasses. See, a couple things that I want us to note here before we look at our guide is one is that, that Jesus is warning us here. See, it comes out of verse 5 and 6. He's, he's warning us to be sure that we aren't creating this show, this inauthentic aspect of what prayer really is. See, there's an element of authenticity when we get before God. There's this, this element of, of sincerity and a true and pure heart that bows before our heavenly Father. And Jesus is warning us here. He says, don't be like the hypocrites. Don't be foolish in this. See, because prideful prayers will produce temporary rewards. But Jesus tells us that humble prayers will produce eternal rewards. And the second thing he shows us here is, is he, he encourages us in our prayers. If you look at verse 8, Jesus tells us that God already knows what we want. See, God knows our hearts. You know, I, and I stole this from someone, but I always tell people, I'm the biggest sinner that I know. See, because the reality is, I'm the only one that knows my true heart, me and God. You know, you can see me, and you can like me, and you can say, hey, Floyd's got a great heart. But the reality is, there may be some hidden sin there may be some hidden things that I'm not bringing forward. But see, when we ask, God already knows what we need. So Jesus is encouraging us and reminding us, hey, bring it to God. Because you know what? He already knows. He's already got it figured out. So he warns us and he encourages us 
But the important thing is that we see, is that we understand what prayer is, and that as we bring these things before God, we do it with confidence. And we do it knowing and trusting that God wants to be intimate with us. It's, it's a personal relationship. It's not a religion. It's not something we just kind of chant here and there. It's something that's very intimate and deep and has meaning and purpose. So then Jesus goes on to give us our guide. And here, here's what Jesus says prayer is. In verses 9 and 10, he says, Prayer is us worshiping God. Jesus says, Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. See, prayer is us worshiping God. See, to adore God is to worship him. Do you know the definition of worship? When we worship something? It's just simply that we give over our affections to. We, we give our love to it. You know, and what's interesting, and we don't realize this in our humanity, is that, that we are all worshipers. Every single one, from, from, the, from a young child all the way to an older person, we are all worshipers. We will worship something. Sometimes it's our work. Sometimes it's our toys. Sometimes it's even our children. Sometimes it's our parents or our family. And hopefully, hopefully for, for most of us that, that call ourselves Christians, hopefully it's us worshiping our God, the God that created us. See, it's interesting because a lot of times we, we switch that role there. See, God as creator and us as the created, we switch it to where sometimes we, we give people the impression that God is the created and we are the creators. And it's a reflection of our lives. It's a reflection of the way we live. You know, someone once said, if you do a survey on yourself and just kind of write down, take a look at your checkbook and write down all the things you spend your money on, and that'll give you a good idea if you really truly do love God. I'm not saying they're right in saying that, but have you ever tried it? Is it a reflection? You know, write down the things that you do in life, how you work, where you spend your time, whether it's sports, fun, you know, activities, whatever it is, and reflection of how much time you serve and give to God. Is God high up there on that list? See, that'll give us an idea of, of are we truly worshiping our God? And Jesus says, start this guide. He says, as a guide, take this, and he says, hallowed be thy name. Start out with worshiping and giving God his praise. Because remember, God is the creator and we are the created. I love what it says in Isaiah 40, verse 28. The prophet says, Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. See, that's such a beautiful picture of our God. That's such a beautiful picture of this God that created all things. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Well, look around you. Look at the heavens because they declare the glory of the Lord. The Bible teaches us that even the rocks cry out. And if the rocks cry out, why wouldn't I? See, in this prayer guide that Jesus gives us, he says, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. 
See, through our affections for our Creator, we end up submitting to His will because of who He is. See, if He created us and He has a plan for us, then shouldn't we submit? Shouldn't we be willing to do what He asks of us? When God says to do this, shouldn't we say, Yes, Father? See, listen to what Jesus says in the Gospel of John. Chapter 14, verse 15. He just simply says this. If you love me, you will obey my commands. See, that's how we show our love for God. Is by be- living in obedience and submission to the things that he asks of us. You know, is, there, is there something in your life right now that maybe God's asking you to do? Is there something maybe that, that's heavy on your heart that God's stirring in you? That may, maybe, maybe... It's just you saying yes to God. Not God saying yes to you. I don't know. Because you know, I, I believe in all my heart that God is always at work in our lives. There's never a moment that goes by that God isn't doing something in my life, in your life, in the life of those around you. It goes back to the aspect of what Jesus says for us to, to be still and listen. See, it's not, it's not a one-way conversation. It's a two-way conversation. And we have to listen to what God is saying to us. We have to be willing to submit to the things that God has for us. It's because prayer is, is us giving our affections to the God that created us. And as we do that, we'll draw closer to Him. We'll have a greater understanding of the things that He wants for us and from us. The things that He wants to do in us and the things that He wants to do through us. And this all happens as we draw closer. We'll begin to understand. Well, the second thing that Jesus says here is prayer is us growing in faith. Verses 11 through 13. Jesus says, pray like this. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. To the acknowledgement that we are all dependent on God's provision comes from these two verses. See, Jesus says for us to pray in faith that God will provide for us in the things that we need to live this life. It's a prayer of faith. You know, I have a, a neighbor. He's a Christian now, but when I first met him early on, um, he wasn't. He wasn't a Christian. And, and so, you know, I was trying to start a small group in our, in our neighborhood, and, and it was early on. And uh, I'd hang out with him. We both loved motorcycles, and we'd talk. We'd have great conversations. And, and one day, it just it turned to faith, and I shared a little bit about my faith and what God is doing in my life and all those good things. And uh, I just asked him, I said, where are you at in your faith? And he just said, Floyd, you know what? I, I'm... I, I think I'm an atheist. I really don't believe that there's a God. I, I just don't think there's really truly a God. I said, okay, well, kind of help me to understand why, why you think that and, and what brought you to this place. And, and, and we were in his garage, okay? Three-car garage, bunch of nice vehicles, four, five, six motorcycles, a lot of nice things. And he just simply said, look around you. He says, I have everything. He says, why do I need a God? Why, why do I need to have faith? He says, I have everything that I need right now. See, 
there's a mindset that happens in our community. And it, it goes back to what I said in the sense of that, that, that misunderstanding of what prayer is. It's not only in the times of need, but it's in, in the times of abundance also. See, but what happens for us in our humanity is that we, we have so much, we've been given so much, we lose sight and we forget that we do need a God, the God that created us. We need a Savior, a God to forgive us. And we need to be provided for. We need to eat. We need sustenance. And Jesus is reminding us that prayer is us growing in faith. It's a dependent. It's a shift from a dependence on the world to a dependence on our Savior, our Creator, our Redeemer. You know, one of my favorite passages comes out of Jeremiah 17. I don't paraphrase it for you. But it simply says, it says, Foolish is the man who puts his trust in man. And then it goes on to say is, is, is great is the man who puts his trust in God. And listen to this story as you read it, as you go back to it, write it down in your notes, go back and read this passage because God goes on to say, he says, even though when the storms come, those who put their trust in God will continue to bear fruit. See, there's this dependence that you and I have. And it's a dependence on a God that created us. And what prayer does for us, what prayer is, is it strengthens our faith. Because we come, become more intimate with this God that loves us so much, that, that wants to provide for us, to give us our daily bread, to help us to not only know that we have been forgiven, but also to forgive others. To love those that need to be loved, just like you and I need to be loved. See, Jesus is basically saying this. God, give us what we need. Show us grace and mercy as we do the same with others who have sinned against us. Protect us from evil and help us to stay strong in our faith in you. See, prayer is us growing in our faith. Listen to what it says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. It says, without faith, it is impossible it is impossible to please God. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Do you see that mirroring this passage here and what Jesus has given us in the prayer guide? There's an element of belief and trust that God exists, that God is hallowed. He is to be exalted. He is to be worshiped. And he just says, hey, come. Come. Bring your request before God and God will provide. See, the rewards aren't the big cars and the fancy houses. The rewards are the forgiveness of sin. The rewards are the, the peace and the understanding, the grace and the mercy that you and I have been given, the eternal life, the faith, the hope, and the love of a Savior, a God that created us. What a powerful passage that is. Doesn't it tell you a whole lot about our God and what prayer is? See, the reality is that, that prayer shapes us. It matures us into the person that God wants us to be. And it, it comes out of an authentic, intimate moment spent in the presence of the God that created us. And I tell you, prayer is key. Prayer is important. You know, we should seek to grow in our prayer life daily. We should take this guide that God has given us, that Jesus is telling us about, 
and use it daily so that we worship our God. We come before him with thanksgiving and we praise him so that we grow and seek to, to grow deeper in faith and trust, knowing that our provision and everything that we have, everything that we will get, everything comes from the God that created us. And those things around us that he's given us, those things around us that, that he created, he did for us. He did it for you and I. See, Jesus says, I've come to give life and life more abundant. See, there's an abundant life out there. And God is waiting for you to just take hold of it. He's waiting for you just to accept it and receive it. See, but it comes through prayer. Well, the last part of our guide, Jesus is pray, telling us that prayer is us uniting together. I think this is probably one of the most important pieces of this passage. Verses 14 and 15 says, For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. I want you to notice how the only point in this prayer that Jesus goes back to is about forgiveness. I think it's something that we should pay close attention to. See, because forgiveness is key to keeping a family together, isn't it? I, you know, most of us grew up with a family or in a home, whether there are our, our real parents or adoptive parents, whether we had siblings that were our real siblings or, or they were adopted or, or there's a blended element to our, our family dynamic. We, we grew up together as a, as a family. And I tell you, there, there are moments in my life as I grew up with my brothers and sisters that, that forgiveness wasn't, wasn't off the table. It was always on the table. You know, my mom taught us how to forgive because she understood how God had forgiven her. And I think that's really what's important for us to really realize as we look at this, this guide that Jesus has given us. And he says, forgive us of our debts. Forgive us of the things that we owe to you, Father. Forgive us of the wrongs that we have made and the mistakes that we have done and the lives that we have lived in disobedience to you, Father. And help us to forgive others. And he goes back to that point in this passage. And I think forgiveness is key to keeping us united as a church. To keeping us united as a family. See, we know that forgiveness is us saying, it's okay. It's okay. The, the wrong that you did to me, the, the thing that you said to me, the way you hurt me, I, I'm going to let that go. I, I'm going to forgive you of that. Whether, whether you seek that forgiveness or you want that forgiveness, I, I'm going to let that go. And I, I'm going to give you grace. And I'm going to trust in the fact in that moment there might have been a reason or justifiable excuse in your mind to do that to me or to respond that way to me. But, but I, I'm going to let that go. See, I think the mistake that we make when we don't forgive is that we don't realize that God has done the same thing for you and I. See, there's moments in life when we sin against God and we don't realize it. Like I said earlier, you know, I, I'm the biggest sinner that I know. I, I know my own sin. And, and I'm not going to stand before you and, and tell you I'm without sin. 
the Bible tells us that those who say that they are without sin are only fooling themselves. I am truly the biggest sinner I know, but I also know that there's a God that created me. There's a God that loves me. He loves me so much that even though I was still in my sin, even though I still struggle and wrestle with sin, God still loves me. Isn't that beautiful? Think about that. Think about your sin. God still loves you right where you stand, no matter what. There's nothing that will stand in the way of his love for you. And what's beautiful and what's amazing about that is God's love is relentless. His pursuit is constant. This morning, we are here because God wants you to know how much he loves you. God wants you to know that you are forgiven. All you and I have to do is accept that forgiveness. All you and I have to do is say, God, I, I believe in you. I, I trust in who you say you are. I see your glory all around me. The heavens, the earth, the rocks even cry out your praises. And I believe, I trust. Though I'm not perfect, I, I just come to you dirty and broken. But I know that you'll restore me. I know that you'll help me. I know that you'll carry me. And see, prayer is us uniting together. See, we do the same for one another. We wrap our arms around each other. We, we love each other. In the name of Jesus, we say, you know what, all is well. All is well. I love you and I care enough to bear with you whatever burden, whatever you're going through, whatever you're wrestling with, whatever is heavy on your heart in this moment, whatever sin, whatever struggle, whatever sickness, I'm willing, I'm willing to bear with you. And I think that's why Jesus goes back to the aspect of forgiveness. Because we too should give each other grace just like we've been given grace. See, what does the Bible teach us? That his grace is what? Sufficient, right? It's enough. That's all we need. I think it's the same in our relationships. Grace, grace is enough. It changes things. It keeps us together. It unites us. Well, I want to close with this last passage as a, a reminder for us that, that prayer is just so much more than we realize. Prayer will, will not only help us and teach us and guide us in the aspect of seeing who this great and wonderful God is, but prayer will remind us of, of this faith that he's given us, this, this hope and this provision that God wants to take care of us and provide for us and help us through this life. He's given us everything that we need and he will continue to do that as we go on this journey with him. And one of the greatest things is that he'll keep the body of Christ together. It's us coming together in faith and hope. But we have to do our part. Colossians chapter 3, 12 and 13. It says, Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against the other, forgive each other. See, if one has a complaint against the other, forgive each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, 
so you also must forgive. You know, we are his beloved and there's no question prayer is key. And God has given us a guide in his word. He's shown us how to pray, the way we should structure our prayers. And it's not just, just reciting the same thing over and over, but it's getting into the presence of God and, and being intimate with him. It's listening in those moments when we need to listen. It's, it's, it's seeking after the things that God has for us and discovering all that God wants for us. Well, in just a few moments as, the, as we sing this last song, I just kind of want to ask you, you know, what, what's on your heart this morning? What's God doing in your life right now? You know, we, we're going to take up an offering and, and that offering is a response to our, our love for God, for all that God has given to us. And as you, as you drop your offering or your tithe into the baskets there, I want to encourage you also, there's a communication card there. And we ask for prayer requests all the time. I just want to hear what God's doing. And I want you to know that we'll take those and we'll pray with you. We'll, we'll come alongside you in, in humility and in, in meekness, bearing with each other as we do this life together, as we, as we go on this journey together. Because I, I don't know about you. I don't know your heart. I only know my heart. I know the things that I struggle with, the, the heaviness that I, I, I bear and the burdens that I bear and the struggle and the sin that I, I wrestle with on a daily basis. And I know I need you to pray for me. And there's no question, we need each other to pray for one another. So we'll do that this morning. As, as God leads, as God calls you, as God stirs, let's, let's respond to God as we sing this last song and as we give him praise and as we give him glory, as we worship him together as a family of Christ. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your love, for your grace. Father, we get to, we get to gather. We get to come before you as your body, as your church. Father, we get to lift up our hands. We get to sing your praises. We get to give you glory to, to say, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Father. Father, you are a bigger God than, than we can even imagine. Father, your mercies and your grace are so good. Father, they're just, they're enough. They're everything that we need. So this morning, as we come before you, Father, as we sing this last song, as we worship you, as we give over ourselves to you, as we humbly surrender our lives to you and all that we are and all that we have, Father, we ask for your provision, Father. We ask that you would remind us that you are your, our provider, Father. You are the creator of the heavens and the earth. You are the creator of all things. Father, you, you breathed life into us. Father, you created us. Lord, we just thank you for that love, that grace that you show us. Father, thank you for these moments, these reminders that we have you, that we have your son, Jesus Christ, that you've been so kind and so merciful to forgive us of the wrongdoings, to forgive us of the moments when we fall short to wash us and cleanse us and, and see us through Jesus, to see his righteousness in us, Father. Father, that you would restore us and make us new, that you'd give us a clean slate and a fresh start. Father, we thank you for that this morning. We, we, we ask that you would forgive us. We ask that you would show us the things that, that maybe, maybe are heavy on our heart that we just don't completely understand. Father, that you would help us to understand, Father, to seek your will, 
on earth as it is in heaven. Father, and importantly, Father, if there's, there's someone that, that, that we need to forgive, maybe they're here in this room this morning. Maybe they're right in front of us, Father. Maybe there's something we're holding on to that, that we just need to let go, Father. Father, help us to do that. Remind us of our own sin. Remind us that you've forgiven us and that we would forgive our debtors just as you have forgiven our debts. Father, thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for every heart that's here. Thank you for every soul, every person that's here because they matter to you, Father. Father, as we sing this song, we give you praise and we do it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening and we pray you were blessed by today's message. You're invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For directions and information about Soul Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website at soulrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505-792-8737 or email us at info at soulrio.com. At Soul Rio, we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ, committed to live by faith, to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community. We invite you to go with us on this journey.